Welcome back, everyone, to a special draft lottery edition of Octopulse, our Detroit News, Detroit Red Wings podcast. I'm assistant sports editor Mark Faulkner with Ted Colfin, our Red Wings beat reporter. Ted, the Wings just fell to fourth in the lottery. The worst possible outcome, no Lafreniere, probably no Byfield, no Stutzel. You just got off a conference call with Steve Eiserman. What was he saying about the lottery, Ted? Well, Mark, you could sense disappointment, but at the same time, he wasn't shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. we looked at the odds beforehand. I mean, they only had an 18% chance of landing the top pick and more than a 50% chance of the fourth pick. So they were where they landed where they probably mm-hmm. expected to. I mean, sure, you would have liked a second or third pick, but it is what it is. But boy, what a story. <laughs> I tell you. And you know what, Mark? What? Granted, it's probably not going to make a lot of ha- people happy, but boy, oh boy, this will keep the league in the news cycle for a mm-hmm. long time. And just the speculation of which t- playoff team gets that, well, each which qualifying round team or playing round team gets that first pick. I think it's great theater. I really do. And it's going to, I mean, the cons- conspiracy theories are going to flow, but this will keep the league in the news cycle. It's going to be a lot of anticipation mm-hmm. for that. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but obviously, I mean, there are plenty of teams who could have used an Alexis Lafreniere more than any of those playing round teams. Ted, what else did uh, did Steve Eiserman say? You, you talked about how he kind of expected this to happen. He said he wasn't surprised. But what else was he saying about that fourth overall pick? You got a good, obviously, a very good player at number four. I mean, you look at some of the recent number fourth overall picks. You have mm-hmm. Kale R. You have Seth Jones. Uh, Mitch Marner. Am I Mitch Marner? I mean, there's been some outstanding number four overall picks and. There's a group of good young players there this season. Uh, you know, everybody talks about the byfield, Stetzels, uh, Jamie Drysdale is a good offensive defenseman. They're going to get a good player there, Mark. I mean, maybe not a maybe not a Lafreniere, but they're going to get a good player. Maybe he'll, he'll be able to jump in the lineup next year. But Eisenman was a little hesitant to say that. But it's going to be a good prospect. And the point of emphasis he had was. Let's see how this all shakes out in a few years. And maybe that number four player is actually one of the best players in the draft. So let's wait and see in a few years. What was your reaction when you, when, when you saw things unfold? Because, you know, the odds were probably 50-50 that they, they would wind up fourth. And that's always been one of the scenarios we've talked about right. all year on the podcast. You got to figure the odds were, were gonna, they were going to fourth. But how about if you're the Ottawa Senators? I mean, you had a 25% chance. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had their own pick in San Jose's first-round pick, and they had twenty-five percent chance of landing the top pick, over twenty percent chance of getting sec- at least a second pick overall. They wound up getting third and fifth, which is, you know, they'll get two good players there without a doubt, but it's somewhat underwhelming probably when they, considering the way they entered the evening, they probably thought they were going to get much higher picks. So a lot of it was quite the shock, obviously, when the team. The placeholder team from the play-in round got the first round overall pick. But, again, I think it's going to be a great – it's going to keep the league in a news cycle. I mean, the anticipation of that draft is going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to be exciting. 
Ted, how about some of the uh, social media response on Twitter? Even our Wojo said that the NHL had to have some safeguard that kept a playoff team from getting the number one pick. Why did any of the playoff teams have to be in the lottery? Makes no sense, says Wojo. So I think we understand the, you know, the, the disappointment. And it was a nightmare for a lot of fans watching right. this, expecting Lafreniere maybe or uh, Byfield to wind up in Detroit. Except theoretically, that first round isn't a, isn't a playoff round. It's a qualifying round. Mm-hmm. Those teams aren't essentially, they're not really playoff teams. We're in this wacky year, we're calling them qualifying round teams. So, you know, I definitely, I understand the, uh, trust me, Mark, I <laughs> email box. Uh, there's been a ton of fans who aren't very happy about this, but again, I'd be willing to say the wings are going to come out with a very good player at number four. Overall. Absolutely. Yes. I think more, a lot of people will be satisfied ultimately. And when you look at the odds of that team trying to get into the playoffs, the odds of them winning or getting the number one pick was only 2.5%. So you're right. That does create a, a lot of excitement and buzz going forward. So Ted, a team like the Montreal Canadiens who were 32 points ahead of the Red Wings, but lost four times to the Red Wings. They could lose in the first round of the playoffs and then they could wind up with the uh, Francophone star, um, Alexi Lafreniere. How about that? How about the Pittsburgh Penguins with an aging Sidney Crosby? Oh, right, right. And getting a impact player like him on the, for the next few years. Or a Chicago with a Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane kind of exiting here. But a good young player in Dylan Cousins, a couple other good young players on that roster. And now you had a player like that. And how about the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> Can you yeah, even you're right, imagine, Ted. Mark? That would be yeah. astonishing. I mean, how about a McDavid, Lafreniere, Dreisaitl in the same lineup? And you figure, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, Chicago can beat Edmonton in that first round. And after that, yeah, all those eight teams have a 12.5% chance of landing that top pick. Now, that first round, of course, is a best-of-five series. If you're down 2 nothing, Oh, yeah, um... people are going to be talking about that, Mark. Yeah, I mean – you yeah. got to figure at that point you'll mill it in and take, yeah. uh, take your shot in the draft, you would think. What are the odds, though, of, of, of it being the number one pick, though, Ted? That's so, like, if, if they had jumped up to number three, teams have jumped from, like, uh, the Flyers one year jumped from 12 to three. But going to one and, and having a, a, you know, a top-ranked player like Lafreniere right there, I spoke with Pierre Maguire the other day, and you know everyone, we've been hearing this all season, that the rebuild would have just been accelerated a little bit more. Um, Steve Eiserman still looking long-term with his new scouting staff, and you know they've had 32 picks in the last three years, more than any other team, and they've got 10 more picks this year. So he's still thinking long-term. But still, to have, that, to have that team go to number one, it's just, you're right, it's an astonishing story that'll probably make bigger headlines um, nationwide and for fans who maybe aren't even hockey fans. What if he goes to New York, to the Rangers or the Islanders? That'd be a great. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of possibility. Toronto, my goodness. What if he goes to Toronto? I mean, there's endless. I mean, obviously there's 16 teams ultimate right now and ultimately eight that are going to get them who have a chance to get them. And I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think it's going to keep the new, it's going to garner a lot of attention it's unfortunate that one of the teams that really needed them probably aren't going to get them, obviously. But 
you know what? I think overall, for, I think it's it's not a terrible thing that it keeps the new league in the news cycle and makes it relevant during this, you know, downtime right now in the news cycle. Yeah, think of all those other markets. So that first playing round, you've got a put lot him on Vancouver. Of- yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver with that young roster, and then you add him. I mean, they're going to be – they'd be a powerhouse. They'd be a Chicago, basically, from years gone by with the depth that they would have. And, of course, like we said, Edmonton, my goodness. I mean, that would be three elite talents you figure offensively. You've got a lot of emails to, to look at, though, tonight. I, I, I right, just right. – so many fans, I just, they, so many of them were like – they were almost fearing the worst tonight that this was going to happen. Um, and because, you know, clearly the wings had the worst, the worst record. And I think everyone understood that this system was set up uh, so you would prevent tanking. Uh, but the wings now it's four straight years now, Ted, that they have dropped in the lottery um, a total of nine spots over four years. And if you go back each year, I looked at the players they could have had instead of Rasmussen's Adina or, or cider. And it wasn't that significant. In fact, it was not really clear that you would take one player over another. So, right. I mean, it's if you of, play that game endlessly, I mean, it's yeah. a long time to really judge that. I mean, a lot of teams pass over good players, obviously. It's like Heisman said tonight. I mean, you're going to find good players everywhere in the draft. It's just your job to nab them. And that's, I mean, that's what the wings have to do. And now, especially in the second and third or fourth rounds, they have to find players down there who can be contributors in the NHL. You, you just can't count on your first-round player to be a mm-hmm. player. You need players in that second, third, and fourth round to make You know, we've got a long time to, uh, to go over all the possibilities uh, with, uh, with the wings and the fourth pick. But if you take a look at number one, so Lafreniere almost certainly will go one. Los Angeles with the second pick, Byfield makes so much sense. They have Kopitar there. Byfield would be a star in Los Angeles. The third pick goes to Ottawa, and they would probably, if those two are off the board, you'd think they'd probably take Stutzel because those three seem to be the three best players. So Ottawa I have – I've heard, Mark, I've heard the Stutzel kid being bandied about as the number two. seems like he's starting to add the number oh. Yes, uh, that's, yes. That's what I've flip. seen, Mark. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So A hundred percent. I see where Los Angeles would – would be intrigued by another big center like Byfield, but at the yeah. same time, seems like the other kid is getting, you know, he's an elite skater, has a good, really good attitude, uh, plays a good, strong two-way game. Yeah, Where yeah. If they went in that direction, and, you know, the way these offensive defensemen are, these people love the next Makar and Hughes and those types. Maybe Drysdale goes up somewhere in that two or three spot. Who knows? I mean, he's got a lot of fans, too. We will be speculating. <laughs> this for the next five or six yeah years, which is another factor that's just going to be really interesting but because and Steve Eiserman touched on it tonight a lot of the European leagues will be starting up in September so you're going to get another chance of looking at the Swedish mm-hmm. Raymond and yeah Holtz and here so maybe sure. you fall in love with one of those over the North American kid who isn't playing yeah so there's a lot of variables here yeah, you know, Ted, you're absolutely right. So say Stutzel, who's like Taylor Hall, goes too. What's interesting is Ottawa has three and five. So say Stutzel goes two. Now, does Ottawa go, um, do they go by field? And then they would get either Drysdale 
or Sanderson. Jake Sanderson has been ranked by three NHL teams as the third best player. Now Drysdale is widely regarded as maybe maybe the defenseman you would take ahead of Sanderson. But I guess what what you've raised is if Byfield slides to three with Ottawa and you've got the fifth pick, what do you do? I mean, is it possible they did they will take Sanderson or Drysdale and then Byfield slides to the Red Wings? I mean, that's unlikely, but you raise an interesting point there. Oh, Mark, we, like I said, we all have <laughs> months to judge. I mean, there's going to be a lot of speculation yeah. here. And even Neiserman said himself that there's quite a few players in that. Well, it's quite a few players in that mix there. So we'll have a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. time to surmise this. Trust me. Yeah, I hear you. So um, thanks for your uh, time tonight, Ted, for us, you know, with the immediate Super. reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Our next podcast will be next week with former Red Wing Stu Grimson. We're giving away two of his books, The Grim Reaper, his The Life and Times of a Reluctant Warrior. So that'll be up on Facebook tonight on our Octopulse page if you want to uh, put your name in for a random draw. That'll be next week, but uh, that'll do it. For today's um, for today's podcast, and uh, yeah, that should do it. A really, really eventful evening. We have a lot of a lot of time off, and also the odd podcast here and there. So, thanks again for your time this evening, Ted, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Mark. Mm-hmm.